From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio here this uh, rainy morning in Oxford. Storms most of the night. We're supposed to be out of here around 11 or 12, around noon today. Around the time Lane Kiffin speaking to the media. That's sometime around 11.30 as well this uh, this morning. So I hope all of you are having a great day here on the uh, the show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, five sixty nine. Two sides of bread, thirty-two ounce drink. If you're as you're aware of for uh, for that, also you can get ten bucks for free. Everybody likes free money. All you have to do is download the Exxon Mobile app or take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump, and you get ten dollars, thousand bonus points, ten dollars with the Oxford Exxon the Blue Sky here in Oxford or any Blue Sky location throughout Mississippi, up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900 is the number. Uh, get great service at Clark Ford, great products, the people at Clark Ford. Want to be your car guy? They want to be your truck guy? They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a great place to uh, grab a um, burger, a po' boy, appetizer. Uh, great bar selection. Um, great beer selection, I should say. Great uh, full bar appetizers the whole deal there at rafters music and food on the square in oxford and also in new albany Ole miss baseball tonight in pearl at uh at uh trustmark park sorry forgetting a little bit there braves double a facility playing southern miss that's a six o'clock start for uh for that one Derek diamond on the mound for the rebels getting the uh the midweek start and an interesting thing we're just trying to find a role for Derek at this point it seems like um for the most part and then um um yeah, six o'clock. Weather should be out. Uh, I think tickets are available. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I think Ole Miss is the road team. I know people ask that just from a dugout standpoint. Um, and unless they've changed it up, I know whatever year Ole Miss and State, wherever that series is, Ole Miss is the same visitor or home for the Trustmark games as well. And as well in the past, so I think that's uh, I think that's the case there. Um, last basketball game of the year. Kansas knocking off North Carolina 72-69 last night in New Orleans to win the national title. Um, Kansas blowing an early lead, North Carolina blowing a huge lead, and then yeah, uh, them winning 72-69 in, uh, in that one. So we'll talk about that in a little while. As uh, as well, coming up on the uh, the show, looks like Tiger's still going to play in the Masters, so that's kind of what's going on. Uh, Ole Miss picks up a commitment from a Jackson State transfer. Neil, what is his uh, name? Javius McKinnis. We talked about him a good bit yesterday, 6-7, um, back to the basket for the most part. Uh, math right, I know they haven't still haven't decided on James White, but there are currently two portal spots remaining. Is that where it's at? Um, that's a good question. I can do quick math. Um, 
There's so much flux right now, it's almost impossible to say, but they've got the four signees. They still have White and Ruffin from last year's class. So that's six. We've got Morell, Fagan, it's eight. McKinnis is nine. Um, who am I leaving out? Joiner, if he comes back, is ten. Yep. Um, who am I forgetting? And you get thirteen, right? Yeah, but I'm, we're forgetting something. I, I don't know. I, I can't memorize the roster right now. My mind's just not there. It's not sharp. I'm forgetting obvious players. Well, the current roster. I'm oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Allen and Breakfield. So no, they have like one spot left. Yeah, Ruffin, Breakfield, White, Morrell, Fagan, Allen, Joiner. It's who is technically on the roster at this moment on the official site. Which so they have say three, four, five, six. They have seven players on the roster right now. Ruffin, yeah, seven. So and then four freshmen. Yeah, I just named it. So seven, four freshmen, and then McKinnis. They're they're if nobody's leaving, they're at twelve with one spot available. And then possibilities at this point is basically James, right? That's um, it. Who? But James White's really the only even like possibility to leave the oh. right if Joiner is coming back. Um, I don't know. There's some rumblings about other stuff. But that's Portal, not Ole Miss. No. Running somebody off decision. Um, right? Well, anytime you have assistant coaches leave, guys that in an incoming class, you start hearing rumblings. Oh, and, oh okay. And some okay. of that's going around as well. But I have no idea what's true or not. Um, JM says his back to the basket mean defensive specialist. He is a rebounder. I think it more means, and Neil can correct me here, that he plays one position. He's pretty much a five. Yeah, they're talking about playing him at a four. Um, he's never really done it much, um, but we'll see. If if they're going to play, if if they're going to bring Joiner back and play him at the same time with with Deshaun, they've got to run. You've got to take advantage of speed and and play transition and really increase tempo, which is something that they talk about a lot, but they never really seem to do. Um. Maybe he fits in that that system. If they get into the half court, if you're going to play him at the five and you're going to play Deshaun and and Jarkel together at the guard spots, you're going to be really small. And in this league where you have big guards who can post you up, and that's that's that can be problematic. I mean, you saw size last night. Kansas has a lot of size. It gave North Carolina fits. Uh, love. Had a hard night last night in large part because Kansas's guards are so big. I mean, just physics. The court is yay big. Fill up more mass and, if and you're space. Guarded by six, seven guys with length. There's not a lot of room. They, it's hard to get shots off. What is? I think I'm sort of asking this question yesterday, but if I don't understand it, there's probably a lot of listeners that don't either. What is kind of the status of the portal right now? I mean, have dudes. Have the major targets started making their decisions? I mean, are, are we in the the meat of the decision-making process for guys in the portal at this moment? Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't – there's guys that are making decisions and there's guys that are about to start taking visits now that the season's over. And, you know, some of the big programs, the kids at places like Kansas and Duke and North Carolina and, and Villanova and all those. You also have, like uh, I saw yesterday – Jalen Williams declared for the draft but reserved the right to come back because he's not signing with an agent. So you have a lot of that. There's just a lot of flux right now. Like I said, I mean, Ole Miss, I don't, we, we don't know exactly, but, I mean, there's a possibility you know, hands are fairly tied at this point with 
that they can do in the portal. I mean, you've got a lot of situations here. So. Well, if you don't clear spots, you have one. I mean, as of this moment, at least publicly, there's nothing else cleared. You have one spot. So, well, and if, you, if somebody's going, they, they, I mean, the river's moving. They need to get in. I mean, you need, yeah. to, need to jump on your kayak right now if you're, if you're getting in the portal. Yeah. So, I mean, the ones you're watching are Jarkel Joyner to NC State. Could that happen? I guess it could. I, I don't know. Saw where Levi Watkins announced on Twitter, kind of made it officially official. It has, apparently it has to you have to post something on Twitter for it to be official. I've learned that. If I even if I write a story on rebelgrove.com and I don't put it on Twitter, I didn't really write the story. It's tree enforced. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with if anybody follows Ronnie or or doesn't and how it impacts their incoming class. There's a couple of names in that incoming class that were floating around a little yesterday, but it could be just nothing but rumors. So I hate to be – if you get too specific with rumors that you hear, all of a sudden they're not rumors anymore with people. And people get angry that you're reporting something even though you're not. So I'm trying to be careful. I've been communicating with McKinnis as soon as he answers. Um, I'll write a story. Yeah. He asked me to send him questions, and I did. You done that yet? Much with you don't do that with baseball much. You can get kids on the phone. Yeah, the new thing with football. Well, probably getting kids on the phone in baseball is you're talking to an eighth grader. But yes, yeah. that is that that is. So you got to call before bedtime. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is my that's my favorite running joke with Carl. What's the youngest? Like, Stop. But just ask him. The new Here. thing in football now is they want you to to DM or text. It's them a sign. Questions. It's just 2022. Yeah. I mean, I and I've gotten where it's fine. You don't want to talk to me. Nobody speaks to anybody. <laughs> I, Nobody talks. I, I know. I've told my kids. I mean, I think I'm abnormal because I talk to five to ten people on the phone regularly. Yeah, that does make I do. I think I'm abnormal. That makes you weird. Like, a lot of my friends, we talk. We, don't, we text, too, but we mostly talk. It, it's, it's a strange phenomenon. I don't think people talk anymore. I tell my kids... Be able to communicate with your voice. Oh. And I think that's going to give you just a basic advantage. I've been saying this for years. Average is now excellent in communication skills. 15 years ago, what was average is now excellent. You've, you haven't moved, but you've moved up rungs simply by doing what you are currently doing from a communication standpoint. Little things. Communication. No, there's, there's no doubt. We can see what Moscona said. About what? I don't know. Apparently, Matt got worked up on Twitter last night, so I'm looking. I'm shocked. Really? Matt? Oh, so for, Pat Forty tweets, Kansas wins the title. Key injuries to three opposing players in this run. Creighton, Villanova, North Carolina. Sure. Moscona says, I can't imagine a bigger hypocrite in sports media. An area mention of Bill Self and NOA or five level one violations. It's a shame Pat used to be a really good writer. He'll remind you that he did a column criticizing KU for giving Self a lifetime contract. Can't seem to find the phrase, quote, greasy grifter anywhere in there. Pat has been selective with his targets. I'm not absolving anyone, but be careful when you throw stones. It's more than fair. That's fair. All good. Do we have a response? Of course not. No. Oh, no, no, no. no. 
And the, here's the deal. I mean, these national guys, I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm 50-something. I'm, I'm much closer to the exit than I am the entrance. Um, they're, they're in bed with the NCAA. They, they, the reason they break the stories that they break is that they're fed them by the NCAA and they're told when to break them. And they're not going to write about Kansas on one shining moment night. No, sir. No, sir. Not going to do anything to taint that tournament. It's as if it didn't happen. And quite frankly, and you know, I'm not one to defend Will Wade, but if you're Will Wade and you're like, wait, what? Today? I get it. I 1,000% get it. Now, the difference is that He's on he's on wiretap and Bill's not, among other things. Yeah, but I mean, they've got they've got self. No, yeah, sure, but that's what has expedited. Plus yes. the football element. There's a lot of other issues. It's that, the video. That it's the video audio element yeah, of our yeah, society. Yeah, sure. We don't read anything. I mean, I tell I tell people all the time, Gabe and them. We we talk about this. Nobody reads long form stuff anymore. Anyway, if you can't see it or hear it, it doesn't happen. I'm not complaining either. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. I mean, we've we've. Over the years, we've transitioned to podcast and video cast and all that stuff, too. So I'd be hypocritical if I was complaining about it. But the truth is, Bill Self's voice isn't on a, on a wiretap. But Bill Self did the exact same things that Will Wade did. Mm-hmm. There is no difference in action. Oh, sure. Oh, they all did the same thing. But my point yeah, is, is yeah. they got caught by the FBI. And so if you're Will Wade, and you're like, jeez. So if my voice isn't on that tape, am I still the coach at LSU? The answer is probably yes. Oh, yeah, probably. And so the, the lesson to these coaches is just go go do it. There is no penalty, really, unless you're stupid and get caught. And you have to assume as a head coach that every word you say is being recorded. <clears throat> so you can't say that, but you can send out your minions to do it for you. But come on. There was no mention at any point last night of Bill Suff's NCAA situation? Look, if it happened, I didn't hear it. Yeah. Now, I wasn't locked into that game. Yeah, I'm more asking the audience as much as you. But I was watching it. I watched from tip to finish. Though I was watch, I've been watching a movie on HBO that I was watching during the commercial breaks, and there were a few times that I caught myself more into the movie than I was the game. Sure. So maybe I missed it, but no, I did not hear Jim Nance reference five level ones in an FBA, FBI investigation. And an awaiting NCAA penalty. No, I, I heard no reference of that. Everything was – they did what they do. They, they, they're they sleeping with the NCAA. And this is the night – I mean, this is the night that the champagne has been corked, the candles have been lit – the 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 he gave a tie to somebody. I'm sure the room is just perfect. Nobody's going to spoil anything on this night. This isn't. This is this is the the weekend. This is the NCAA's moment. This is w- the one shining moment, which is perfectly timed to be three minutes. I mean, everything. This is the whole deal. They're not. No one's going. You spoil that. You're not going to be welcome to the party the next time. And these people want to be at the party because the party for them includes breaking stories. 
Oh, they got to push it all away. They got Will out early, so that that didn't become a deal if they made some run and you're having to deal with that story because you, they, that was so front facing. You whatever. They kind of got the perfect tournament. They get a one seed to win. They get four blue bloods in the final four. Now the injuries put. I mean, look, Kansas did have a road that was stupid easy, but sure. nonetheless, but Kansas was a really good team. They were, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should, but it was they potentially the easiest national title road in history. Sure. Frankly. sure. Um, not their fault. No, but not their fault. I, I won't hold that against them. Um, no, it counts. No asterisk or anything. Um, they get the St. Peter's thing all the way. Like it was literally from a TV standpoint, a perfect tournament. Oh yeah, no. When they do the, when they do the one shot, I watched it this morning. When they do the one shining moment thing, it's they've got all the storylines. St. Peter's was a big one. Mike Shashevsky was a big one. Gonzaga getting knocked off. All those things. Even the first four, you get the buzzer beater when Chattanooga hits the shot. I mean, the whole—they no, didn't even include that. I mean, they yeah. ran. They, they had so many storylines that they, they were cramming it all in. No, it was a hell of a basketball game last night. I mean, I really wish the kid hadn't gotten hurt in the final minute because it did change sure, the game for sure. It did. I felt bad for Brady Manick who slipped on the last play. I mean, it just happens. It looked like he turned an ankle. I really, really, just for the drama of it, needed North Carolina to hit that three after they stepped out of bounds. And send it to overtime. And send it to overtime yeah. after he steps out of bounds. Like, I was just, pretty tired. I was glad it didn't go ahead. You were good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't just turn it off. Carson was down there with me. and He was cheering for North Carolina, and I, I, I wasn't really cheering. I just, it didn't matter to me. I told you I like Hubert Davis, and Hubert Davis's first half interview is so funny that I think I was kind of cheering for them at that point. But there were things about North Carolina that irritated me throughout. Yeah. The- so who did you find yourself in the second half? Kind of nah, nobody. Really? Yeah. I, I I wanted to cheer for North Carolina, but there was one particular thing about North Carolina that prevented me from just embracing it all the way, and so I couldn't. And so by the end, I was more. I was watching this movie about Roger Maris. I was more into that by the end. Roger Maris. Mm-hmm. The movie Sixty One. It's on HBO. It's not a particularly good movie, but. The story is interesting. You've seen that, right? I've never seen it before. Hang on, you've never seen 61? Never seen it. That movie came out I in like 2002. Watch, I don't watch movies. Okay. I probably watch, It's fine. It was fine. It's I, fine. I probably watch one movie a year. No joke. I never watch it's movies. It was, it, was, it was fine. It was a good There's story. There's nothing wrong with that movie. I've read a lot about the story, so I was interested in it. I went down memory lane a little bit yesterday because it was... I don't know about... You, you're too young to remember this. There's not a national championship Monday that I don't think about 1981. I was 11 years old the day Reagan got shot. Okay. And so for me, the national championship game's always been like, I think about that day. Because I remember everything about that day. I was a fifth grader. Going home, and that was like cable had just started. And LSU, and I grew up in Louisiana, and LSU was in that Final Four. And so I was really cheering for LSU, that tournament. And... um. LSU was playing Virginia in the consolation game. It was the final consolation game. And they didn't know whether they'd play the final that night, Indiana, North Carolina, until they knew that Reagan was okay. I actually found a broadcast of that game and okay. watched a lot of it yesterday, just kind of like, because it was different. TV was so different. They kept breaking in and uh, going back to Washington to talk about the president and stuff like that. It was just kind of fascinating television to look back on Kind of one of those sort of nineteen ninety four kind of moments. Then, like you know, you know, like you know, the June seventeenth thing. Like it's sort of the day with multiple yeah. things and trying yeah. to weave it together. And 
Yeah, you know, it was really interesting. What's the producer doing? Yeah. And how do you get through it? And all those different those different factors. It was interesting. So it, I blew two hours of my afternoon doing that. This was mentioned earlier. I never would have probably paid attention to it. But and it's a small thing, but aesthetically, I think it is improvement. I don't like the NCAA putting generic floors down. I would like the floors of the cities they are in for the for the Sweet 16, for the first rounds, the Final Four. Like, whatever New Orleans floor is, just put it on the floor. Like, I feel uh, like there's something to this place that adds an element for whatever reason. It's a little thing, not a big deal, but yeah. I don't know. Like, there's there, there's a generic quality to it that kind of bothers me. Not even really a hot take, just something dumb. And I was thinking about last night while I was sort of trying to pay attention to the game. Uh, okay, a couple of baseball topics I want to get to. We'll do that in a uh, in a second. We'll talk about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, we're also, I've got to open, we're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. I've got to open pages. My computer shut down several times yesterday because of all the outages and stuff. Oh, yeah. This computer does not like adversity. Mm-hmm. So, it is a little cantankerous. Yeah, it just likes things to be a certain way. And if things aren't that way, it gets cantankerous for sure. But that's Okay. Like I said, we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com, just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. Uh, the mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, Commercial and residential family homes, you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Talking to you yesterday about if you're on the job hunt, but also if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialist can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out the new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. Brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. It's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. 4450 I-55 North in jackson or the rogue.com and don't just accept what you see but imagine something new step forward and chase after a better version of yourself every day uh corinth dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time dr bubba mcqueen dr jenny beth hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures including invisalign these clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile so call corinth dental today For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Bell & Grove. Based out of Chattanooga, Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. 
They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. So whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. That is on South Lamar here in Oxford or with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSeat. Get your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. So once you're with the pharmacy, one delivery, you have what you need when you need it with Tyson Drugs and G. And M again six six two two three six two 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 two. So I don't know that this is a big deal, but I made the message board yesterday. I think it's at least worthy of conversation um, for a few minutes during the Tennessee series. Uh, I guess maybe the Saturday. I forget. Um, Austin Anderson, former Ole Miss player, All SEC infielder. He uh, was pretty vocal about Ole Miss's effort against the Volunteers. Um, over the course of uh, of that weekend, discussing it, discussing his 2014 team in relation to them, and uh, a a lack of fight, body language, some different things. I'll try to actually find the uh, the, the the actual tweets here in a second um, to, to to make it easy. I, I had them pulled up, but just had the page turned down. Uh, but while I'm doing that, it sort of went whatever. Uh, I full disclosure. Trying to get Austin on the podcast to talk about it. Uh, I don't think he's ducking me. I think we're just having some schedule issues. Um, he's one of my more favorite players. We have a good relationship. I think everything's fine. Uh, but, all right, so here we go. He says, uh, this is on March 26th at 810, so whatever day that is. Embarrassing is one. And then the next one, he says, quote, in my four years, we were never swept at home and we were never ranked number one. Wake up, boys. After that, I know I've said negative things, but just being real. I love Ole Miss, especially women's baseball. With that being said, the interviews and mindsets of these players are asinine. Boys need to crank up the machine to 110 and learn to crush a first-pitch fastball. I had tweeted about Tennessee's good, but Ole Miss is basically getting dominated during the course of the series. This was on Saturday, I think. And then he comes back, replies to my tweet, and says, Too cocky. We, we like the number one next to the name, but it says off in the interview from Delusia. 2014 didn't talk and showed out. Agree with the blue-collar toughness. Um, then, uh, on March 27th, so I guess that same weekend, Knox LaPosser, catcher for Ole Miss, says, 10 SEC weekends, 30 games, one weekend does not define a team, the gauntlet's real, and we don't block down, back down, not in 2014, not now, stay with us, basically talking to Austin, trying to cool the Jets. Mm -hmm. Um, so... I guess Sunday. I don't have a date on this. I it, think was it was Sunday, Sunday after the game was over. Um, Reagan Burford, who and I mean, coincidentally plays Austin's position, uh, he tags Austin in a tweet from Ole Miss Baseball where they put up the Road Warriors win two out of three. Thing, right, right, right. Over the course of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Austin comes back, <laughs> says, Reagan Burford, question mark. And then he says, I don't know what the point of tagging me in this is, especially because you don't even follow me, so you made a point to find me. But y'all just need to keep y'all's head straight. Tennessee's really good. Auburn and Kentucky are trash. You should have beaten them, and you did. Now keep it rolling. Comes back again. And by the way, brother, these stupid stats don't mean expletive. Go out, beat some expletive, period. You have seven more SEC weekends. 
You also have made history being ranked number one and then being swept at home. Humble yourself. Love supporting y'all, but not sure your intentions on tagging me and some pointless stat who is an All-American and a part of the best Ole Miss baseball team of all time. Show me your game, dude, from Austin there. Um, okay, a couple different things. One, and this really isn't even directed at Reagan in general, current players stay the hell away from social media. It is never a good idea. You're never going to win this. And in baseball especially, for a couple different reasons. One, the Ole Miss fan base is very emotional about baseball. Even the calm ones are pretty emotional about baseball. And Twitter especially lends itself to a level of roller coaster trolling that is, I mean, it's all over the damn place when it retains Ole Miss baseball. So in a game that goes on this long and a marathon of a season and where mindset matters too much, I mean, because I'm just being real here, I've, I've known Ole Miss players in the past, over the last 15 years, who have been who have had their seasons crushed by Twitter and them taking it too personally and can't get over it. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but, I mean, where, where seasons were directly impacted. So stay away. Um, look, I don't – Austin got a little carried away for a couple different reasons. But responding to him is the worst thing that could have happened right here. It just doesn't make sense. It may. It looks like you're paying too much attention to social media. It looks like well, it shows that you are. Yeah, you're not focused and as you should be on some other things. I mean, it's it's taking it personal when it's not personal. Now, look, I also tell this story because I'm like, I was wrong, but Austin is forgetting. Yeah, they were not swept at home, but in 2014 they went to Tuscaloosa and got popped three times in Tuscaloosa. They got swept in Tuscaloosa to the point that. I mean, still to this day, I was laughing about it because I walked off. I got in the elevator. Um, what is it there? I keep forgetting Alabama Thomas Sewell Stadium. Uh, I got in the elevator at Alabama Park with Jeff Robertson, and I said, "This team has no chance of going to Omaha. They look like crap. They they fell to whatever they fell. They obviously figured it out. They go on a big run, but I mean, they had a weekend too. It wasn't like that fourteen team was infallible over the course of the season. And Austin was on some twelve and thirteen teams that were bad at times." Frankly, the teams that got Mike in trouble. Um, but no, this is this is on the current team. This is on a mindset. This is on just in general. Like I said, I thought they, thought they showed some toughness on Sunday. But I don't know what happened or didn't happen. We're obviously not in the locker room. There's some leadership, though, that's got to come through here. Hey, guys, stay off the damn internet. Stay off the phone. Stay off the Twitter. Just focus. Get on this. Even if you are focused, it looks funny. So I don't know... It's all playing off those quotes from the weekend, which I have differing opinions on all of them from last the weekend. The Tennessee weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, quotes weren't the reason they lost those games. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Mindset wasn't the reason they no. lost those games. Yeah. And neither were doctored by Tennessee's 9-0 in the league. They are. They haven't lost a game in like a month and a half. I mean, They're I, really I, good. If they didn't trail to Vanderbilt, their lack of trailing is like 230 innings or some crap now. <laughs> I mean – Ole Miss is four and two on the road in the SEC. It's okay. It's good. It's, everything's fine. I I don't. I the 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 Ole Miss baseball social media angst, and I should be used to it by now. But I don't follow it the way you do. Is it's almost like it, it's almost inspiring. Honestly, <laughs> it is just pitch by pitch over such a long season. And it starts before league play, and it it's just people say all that matters is June. No, stop. You're you're consumed by March. It's there's a microscope put on it that is 
it's different. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, he shouldn't have tagged him. That was asking for this. To, it, you can't win at that. Point. That escalated it. But well, he's a yeah. young, but he's a young guy. He was pissed. Yeah. They probably expected a level of loyalty from former players that he felt like was violated there. I'm guessing. I, I have no idea. But in an ideal world, you tell guys, hey, man, get off Twitter. But getting off Twitter is a hard thing to do. Hand raised. I've tried. Yeah, I don't know that the angst on social media is actually worse this year. There's some kind of, like, it's, it's always bad. Yeah. It's, and it's frankly bad across the SEC West. Well, if they lose tonight, people will lose their minds. And it's a meaning, it doesn't matter. There is a football mentality with social media in the SEC West for baseball that. Yeah. It's weird. Ole Miss Bradley. State, Arkansas. My God in hell. LSU too. To an extent. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about AM. I try not to follow those people. But, uh, but everyone's hung up this year. It's the Bianco Omaha bust mentality. It's that sure. stuff. It's. I think Mike is fairly insular. Do you think the players feel that? Do you think they know it? Do I think they sit around and talk about it? No. Are they aware of it? Sure. Yeah, they read they read message boards, they read social media, and say they don't, but they do. They're aware of the storyline. I don't know if they know it. Hell, we don't know it to be accurate. I don't know that it's Omaha bust. I've no wouldn't put my wouldn't. Well, put, you don't. Yeah, you don't want concrete definitions like that. I mean, there's there's lots of things that could happen. Sure, but I mean if. You know, I'm, if someone said, if Mike doesn't make it to Omaha, is he fired? I have no idea. I'm not willing to be that absolute. No clue. So I doubt if the players are sitting around talking about that, but they, they know. They know stuff. But look, what's the crowd going to be this weekend? Good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. You know. Oh. They get two out of three this weekend. They'll be, well, they put them at six and six. Yeah, that's correct. You know, put them kind of right there. You've played the best team you're going to play. You're only going to play one other team that right now has a winning record the rest of the way. I mean, so kind of everything's okay. Someone posted a Pythagorean theorem. All that. Expectation. Yeah. Where Tennessee goes 26-4 and in the league. And, hey, if you told me, hey, you want to go over under 25-and-a-half on Tennessee, I'm thinking about the over. The rest of the league's kind of average, and there's nothing average about their game. The record in the SEC is 26 and 3. Vanderbilt, 2010 or 11. Mm, it's pretty good. Um, South Carolina in 2000 went either 25 and 5 or 26 and 4. I don't remember which one. That was with Kip Boot Knight, that team that lost to Lafayette in the Super Regionals. Yeah. Um, if you did your history lesson for the day. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee hasn't even really been challenged to the point that we know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, well, it, There might it, not be anybody to challenge them. They played Ole Miss and Vanderbilt on back-to-back weekends. That is challenged. They might not be challengeable. They might just be head and shoulders better than everybody else this year. It's conceivable. 
I mean, it was last week. Like I said, it was not a hyperbole thing. It's somebody who's very calm. Scout sends me a text. Goes, they're the best college baseball team I've ever seen. I'm so. And you gotta look at it and go, I hear you, and I saw it, but I watched them this past weekend. I probably watched more of it than anybody else in our stream. Yeah, they were dominant. I was all fired up on Friday night. Oh, we're going to get this exciting, dramatic series. It wasn't exciting and dramatic because Tennessee was just clearly better than Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's good. Anybody that goes, oh, well, Vanderbilt sucks this year. No, they don't. Nope. They're really good. They have a little bit of a flawed roster relative to Vanderbilt, but they are still uber talented. They're still very good. Yeah. Yeah, they're immensely talented. Kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Young. But they're very talented. Lots of good arms. Just didn't matter. Tennessee just dominated them. In a way that kind of made it where it was, like I said, it was almost an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Like Sunday's game, I hardly even paid attention. I knew who was going to win. And on Friday when the thing happened with the home run, I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be awesome. And it wasn't. And it wasn't because Tennessee was too good. They say Vanderbilt couldn't get close enough to them to make it that way. Yeah, it just – it was – it was the equivalent of watching a basketball game that the one team leads by 12, 13 points the whole game, and you keep waiting for the other team to make a run, and maybe they get to within nine or eight, and you're like, here they go, and then nope, they hit another three back to 12. That was that was the Tennessee-Vanderbilt series. It was never in doubt. I'm interested in uh, – I mentioned it quickly a minute ago. I'm, I'm interested in Derek Diamond's mindset tonight, um, just trying to get him going a little bit to see what you have with him. I mean, look, if Ole Miss is going to do something major this year, he, he's got to be involved in some way. Find a guy, though, that was your your Friday night starter um, to begin the season, has been shuffled all the way through the rotation, was in the bullpen over the course of the weekend at Kentucky, had a really rough uh, outing in his, in his brief appearance and whatever day that was, I guess maybe Saturday. I think it was Saturday, out of the pen, um, and now as a midweek starter, and again a game that, you know, I mean, matters more than your Austin P game. It doesn't necessarily matter. You're playing, a, you're playing a, a good program, and you're trying to give a shot here. Uh, so he's it's if you're watching one thing tonight, it's not even the win loss. It's just sort of what Derek looks like. If you can get some sort of energy, some sort of confidence, if he can get through the order a second time, where he's at as a pitcher, and just kind of mentally at this point of the season for him. Um, Ole Miss, you're probably, depending on what you're doing with expectations, if you're still in a, in a regional host mindset for Ole Miss, and you can be at this point, I don't think, look, and we're not holding Tennessee against them completely for that, from that standpoint, um, they need to win. Uh, there is there is that non-conference thing that I keep talking about because I I think Ole Miss has got to be 17-13 and 13 to host. I, I don't think they can host at 16-14 and 14 in the league given the strength of their non-conference, in my opinion. Things can change, but that's just sort of where I think it is right now on April the 5th. Um, they really – I don't know how many games they're going to play because they have two rainouts right now. So, right now they only have 24 non-conference games. I mean, 19 and 5 is bare minimum. And, frankly, they need to make up a couple of those games just to play the games. Now, you don't need the Mississippi Valley 300 RPI, but play somebody in the 100s no more than, like, 225 and get a couple wins because you – College baseball with that selection committee, they do still put a little bit of an arbitrary thing on wins and win totals. And I wouldn't – when they've lost a few non-cons and they lost the game to Selah and they lost to Oral Roberts once and, you know, you lose to UCF, I I wouldn't want to get in there with like an 18-5 and five non-conference record. I'd want to play a couple more games yeah. and just kind of see where that goes. So those are the kind of the things to watch tonight. 
again, weather should be out of there in, uh, in Pearl. Well, like I said this yesterday, it's way too early to do this hosting conversation, to, really. But they typically want to put four or five SEC host bids out there because that's where the crowds are. They, they do like to make money. The NCAA's proven that. And as of today, I mean, there aren't but three that would be sort of sure things. And one of those is not a sure thing. Like if you told me Georgia fell off, I wouldn't be surprised. At this point, Tennessee's a lock, and I think Arkansas's in really good shape to host. And everybody else in the league, it's wide open. So, you know, <clears throat> 17 and 13 might get you a host site by default, no matter what you did in the non-league. They're going to want to put some SEC host things out there. And you have those weird years. I mean, we talked, you know, mentioned a minute ago, I talked about some of those bad Mike teams. And in 2011, I think Arkansas won the league at 14 and 15 or 15 and 15 in the league. You have some of those just parody yeah. years where everybody's just sort of average and whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have their schedule in front of me. I've watched some of them, their games. That Arkansas's good. They're not, good. Great. They're not great. They're not as good as they were a year ago. They're good. They're solid. They don't have any big glaring weakness. But they don't have any big glaring strength either. They're good. They're a little bit of a worse version than last year. They're a lot worse version than last year. When they still were just kind of good. Yeah. No, they There's were really, no Kevin Cobb. They were There's really no. good last year. They were really good last year. They ran into a NC State team that had it not been for the COVID stuff might have won it. Yeah, come on. I mean, NC State got screwed in Omaha. There's no way around that. No, Arkansas was really good a year ago. They're not. They're not. They're they're good this year. They're solid. They're fine. But outside of Tennessee, there's no team in the league when you watch them. And I've watched everyone now. I've watched far more college baseball in three weeks than I had in the last ten years. There's not another team in the league that you go, oh yeah, they're really good. Like I don't watch Ole Miss and go, they're really good. No, they're they're flawed. They're fine. Everybody does some good things. Everybody does some crummy things. Everybody's kind of. But there's nobody – the difference in the league this year, and I've said this a few times, is that Missouri and Kentucky and those teams don't suck. Alabama doesn't suck. They don't. And last year there were really bad teams in the league. Yeah. This, this is probably more typical, though. You typically don't have a ton of single-win SEC teams. Most everybody kind of goes, you know, 10 and 20, yeah. 11 and 19, where you look up and go, well, that's still – that's still one win a weekend and kind of whatever. Where Like if you told me at the end of the year that Missouri has – 12 wins instead of the normal nine or whatever, I'd go, yeah, okay, I see it. Alabama gets to 12 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, Auburn's at five and four. You watch them play, and they are a strikingly average team. That's what they are. They just, they're there. They're very consistently average. Yeah. And in this league, 16, that, that, might, that might get you to 15, 16 wins. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Plenty going on this weekend. Again, a lot of people in town. So if you need some uh, last-minute reservations, whether we're talking hotels or uh, restaurants, go to Visit Oxford. Go to the different tabs. Find out all the different options you have for that. And then Double Decker here before you know it is just uh, a couple weeks away, a little more than two, two and a half weeks away from Double Decker back in its normal time slot here in late April. Mississippi State, Ole Miss baseball that weekend, Grove Bowl that weekend, uh, tons of people in town. So take advantage of that as well. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Remind me on the other side, because Corey makes a good point. Okay. And I, I kind of want to touch on this, because okay. I think it's an int- I think it sets a narrative, and it's it's a it's an Ole Miss thing. Okay, sure. 
Uh, we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. DeadSoxy.com. Go there. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get 25% off all orders at uh, Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. We're also brought to you by Game Changer Patches. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Based out of Baldwin, Mississippi, it's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a uh, Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time, dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom-tailor software packages, custom-design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber-optic cabling solution provider. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for about 75 years, from engagement rings to wedding rings to watches, pearls, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's the same great products. It's the same people, same services, just different names. If you live in the Oxford Tupelo area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or uh, that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. So what do you got? All right, so Corey makes, and he's he's making a joke, but I think it's interesting because I think it, I think it leads to some of the angst. Okay, go ahead. He says, whoa, 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 we're going to new heights, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to hold it against Mike Bianco and Kermit Davis that Ole Miss puts out these press releases that someone needs to be hand-raised guy in the room that goes, why are we saying this? You know people are sensitive. You know people are emotional, and we're putting out these words, New Heights. New Heights screams we're going to Omaha regularly. What if we don't? Why are we creating this narrative ourselves? Why not address the elephant in the room and not try to dress it up so that you don't see the elephant? No, there was an elephant in the room. Mike interviewed for the LSU job. Mike interviewed for the LSU job with the blessing of Ole Miss because his bosses wanted him to get the job, thought he was going to get the job, and they thought they were going to be able to hire someone that they wanted to hire. That's the truth. And there's the elephant. And so instead of going, hey, this is what happened, they said, hey, why don't we get some makeup and a fancy costume, and dress up the elephant where it doesn't even look like an elephant anymore. Well, and you're obviously not going to tell the truth, and you shouldn't. But, yeah, there's a middle ground to go, hey, we believe in the program in place, we're doing all we can, he's our coach, blah, 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 without those words. Yeah. Because, frankly, I mean, It's it's the same as Kermit Davis with basketball. The only answer that, frankly, though, where you go, okay, fine, is that if you don't reach the new heights, we're just firing you in a year, and so it doesn't really matter. So we're going to go, hey, we're really behind you, and then when you don't do it, we're going to fire you. Maybe so. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, Sir, hey, here's the expectation. We said new heights. Hey, he didn't do it. He's out. But it creates that type of it does. yes or no mentality to it, which where there's is, no other middle ground. 
which is creating an environment that you know Corey makes a good point too. I mean, New Heights at year 21, 22. I mean, it, sure. It, we, at this but point, the, that's what that's why I said why at this point the program is the program. Who agreed to put those words in the press release? So I, I wouldn't have done that. I would have said, what, wait, what are we doing? And frankly, and I'm just going to be honest, it's a place that embraces propaganda so hard that they don't even recognize it when they see it. They do. For years and years, it just embraced propaganda, and there it is. That's pr- new heights. I would have said, what does that mean? Stop. What does that mean? Someone in, in that room that day should have said, what does that mean, new heights? It's like when the coach says, we're going to attack the transfer portal harder than anyone in America. No, no, you're not. Don't say that out loud. You're not going to. No, there has that to be. That creates an expectation said, there that you're has not to be going a temperature to reading because even, you know, it's with the Kermit thing. I mean, and I know you, you and Brian talked about it at length when I was out of town. There was the situation of, you know, you go, hey, there's this many postseasons. Well, everybody knows it was an NIT and a first-round loss to Louisiana Tech. Right. The, the people that matter, and when I say that, when you put out these press releases, the mm-hmm. people you're speaking to are your stakeholders. It's season ticket holders. It's yep. people who donate to your program. Yep. It's people who spend considerable amount of discretionary time and money as their hobbies on your athletic program in those sports. Those are the people that actually matter. Sure, you'd like to go grab some new people, and you'd like to whatever, but your stakeholders are very clearly defined. Boosters, season ticket holders, fans that put different levels in at different things. Those are the people you're talking to. Those people are aware. Those people get it. You're not fooling those people. You're not tricking them in any way whatsoever. They know it, and frankly, you're just giving them another reason to be pissed off. Exactly. That's my point. Instead of... You know, because like I said, you're not, and you're not going to get a bunch of new fans with a press release. No, that just takes winning. That's just what does it, and, and, and engagement in some different ways. Yeah, I just, frankly, and again, I don't cover it. I'm not around it. I mean, I know Kermit a little bit, but every time they keep doing more, it seems to make make it worse on him. The more he's talking right now, yeah. And instead of just being kind of just a little more transparent about it all. But it creates these angst-filled seasons that I don't know are completely necessary. And again, I'm not saying that that Mike should or should not be let go at the end of a season. Depending, on, that's that's not my call. I have no idea. I don't have access to the bottom line. I don't know the exact temperature and all that stuff. But I do know when you create that those words, new heights, get used against you. If they were to go to a super regional and lose it again this year, those words will be the first words that fans angrily use against them. Doesn't look like new heights. Looks like the same thing. So when you've gone, that's what I would have said in that room. So we've been to you've been to the super regional the last two seasons that you were eligible to because no one went in twenty twenty. Yeah, there was sure. no season. So you went to Fayetteville. You were a national seed in eighteen. You went to Fayetteville and yeah, you were a national seed in eighteen. You were you went to a super regional in, in Fayetteville in nineteen and a super regional in Tucson in twenty one. The only new height above this is going to Omaha. That's it. So are we do we really want to do this? Is that what we want to say? And like you're right, unless in the room it was, hey, Mike, after this, man, if you don't get to Omaha, we're firing you. But I doubt that conversation happened like that. I could be wrong. I don't have any idea. But I, I, if you put a gun to my head and said, bet whether those words were said in a meeting or not, I'd bet that they were not. 
Well, I mean, it might be an implied tone that everybody's aware of, but I don't think there's a mandate. Right. That's what I'm saying. I doubt if a mandate was issued face-to-face, my opinion. Yeah, and... I could be wrong, but I doubt and it. And frankly, I wouldn't put a mandate on something either because there's so many other factors. Of course. Like, yeah, that would be dumb in, on Keith's part. Injuries, I mean, weird yeah. stuff. Right, who knows? In the same way with basketball, just I would have said, hey, let's just say this was a disappointing season. And it's where there's such a body of work issue for Mike here. And sometimes people are just here a really long time. And frankly, whether it's better or worse on the other side, they just get tired of looking at the same thing. It's human nature. Sure. In 20 years, people are tired of things. Unless sure. you're really winning high clips. Because in a vacuum, and this is not a justification of Mike, Gunnar Hoagland gets hurt. Mm-hmm. They're probably in Omaha if Gunnar doesn't get hurt. Probably. You know, in mm-hmm. 19, they got beat by a better team. Had a pretty good season. Mike actually had a pretty damn good coaching job in 19. Did a good job. Yeah. Now, 18 was a disastrous weekend in a number of different ways. A disastrous day. Yeah, true. Yeah. It was one day. Yeah. Disastrous day. It was a disastrous like day. So, again, we're, we're going, well, you've been in 2005, and it's like, well, okay, but. <laughs> I, I, yeah, come on. You're not firing Mike because Stephen Head didn't hit a ball over the wall against Jay Brent Cox. Like, I, I don't. It's just so damn complicated. At some point, you're just, just tired of the same thing. I mean, that's my point. I, I don't. But no, the, the, the press releases have created a this or that environment. That's, that's my point. That has, that's my point. Well, the night it came out, I mean, you look at it and you go, oh, God. So I'm scared of the new heights. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I know where I was sitting and who I was talking to. And I was like, oh, like, I'm scared to even put this up and go to bed. I'll see y'all in the morning. I'll talk then. Yeah. I don't. What'd you, uh, what'd you make of Ross bragging about having dinner with Archie last night? <laughs> I love It how- was clearly an event because they have name tags on yeah. the tables. I mean, it, it Ross- wasn't like they just all went to Galatoire's and had a good time. Like, I don't. The thumbs up. When he's sitting at the table, yeah. what you, he's lost some more weight, by the way. Yeah, he he's looks good. Yeah, I can't. He's looking yeah, good. I need to. I need to call him and say, yeah. "Hey, what are you doing?" Because I yeah. need to do it. I think he's looking he's, good. I think he's just lifting more. Is he? That's what it looks like. Okay. I'll just say this age shits for the birds. Um, where your body breaks down, where you're trying to do stuff. Um, I don't know. I, it's a certain degree of trolling, and it was you think so? little, and it was. I laughed. It was. I found it funny. The, the, That's one where college sports are just supposed to be funny. Like, just laugh at that one and move on. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ross, Arch isn't going to A and M. Archie's not an A and M fan. Just no. chill out. Yeah. Archie and Ross are friends. I actually, I actually like, laughed at that picture. I found it amusing. Okay. Is it the sitting with the group and he knows he has to do the giggle thumb in the picture, or he specifically includes a picture between Archie and Olivia that is a higher comedy level? Last, in it's the, in the thumb picture. is what made me laugh the most. Like apparently that's just what you must do there. No, it is a, no. It, it's without going too far in the class. It, it is it is the rule without going down a. <laughs> yes, I can confirm. So I laugh. There's also a specific way to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's he, a very specific because he didn't do his thumb the right way the first time, and, it, and, he, sensitive and they, about they pushed that. back about hey, yeah. your thumb has yeah, that place is insane. But I don't put any stock into the arch going to Texas A and M thing at all. I'm none, zero. Oh God, no. Texas, sure. Alabama, sure. Georgia, sure. That's about as far as I'd go. Not A and M. He's not going to A and M. 
If he loves Athens, he's not going to love A&M. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? He, if he has a type. Well, and he appears to have a type. Athens, Austin, Oxford. Charlottesville. Charlottesville, yeah. The sister's yeah. there. His mother yeah. went there, sure. Yeah. He's not going to Virginia. I'm no, just... but he li- they like it there. The sister's there. Frankly, Tuscaloosa is the odd man out in this conversation. He likes the Alabama program the most. Yeah, that's what I mean. He likes the Alabama program the most. There's no question about that. But I don't know. What did you think of Kiffin? And it got deleted. Yeah, hold on real quick. Uh, Jackson, thank you for Super Chat. Really appreciate it. He says, I think the Bianco narrative is a statesman to Omaha three out of four years, one at once, and on paper have been more talented three of those years. Then he interviews for LSU in the average year so far with an overhyped lineup. Um... Sure, State plays into this. There's no doubt about that. Of course. State has done a hell of a job with its baseball program. They have gotten very – the baseball program has gotten lucky with what the university has had to do for itself from an academic standpoint. Um, But, look, no, you're right, and it's a good point. Even with those situations, Ole Miss, on paper, has been more talented than Mississippi State in a lot of years that Mississippi State has made runs. Yeah. Mississippi State, and it's actually my criticism of Mike more than the Super Regional losses in in a way, is that State finds a way to get hot at the right time. Frankly, I think they've gone to Omaha under four straight coaches, including an interim, because they they did it under Cohen, Canizero, Gary Henderson, and Chris Limonis. Yeah. Four in a row. And they found ways to do it in different ways. Ole Miss has been – we've talked about this. We just talked about this with the Austin's teams. Ole Miss has been really bad on the road in regionals. They have played one season where they have had a chance to win one game to go to Omaha on the road in a regional as a two-seed, three-seed, whatever. They've never – most SEC teams get get hot, go on the run, and they are a pain in the ass for other teams on the road in regionals. And Ole Miss hasn't been that. At all. I mean, they just haven't. That's not been their thing. They have not been very good at that. They either – they're a little bit of a front-running program. I don't even mean that in a bad way because, look, they've hosted a ton of regionals. They've been very successful. Mike is a hell of a regular season baseball coach. Sure. But they haven't been able to kind of do it when they're not really top tier. They can't get hot and, and, and do it, and State has. And that's – look. And it's a perception that Mike's teams get tight. Sure. And that State's teams don't. And I don't sure. know whether that's true or not. I have no idea. I'm not no. in, I'm not inside the dugouts, so no. I don't know. But State wins more at that point of the season. Yes, that, that's sure. statistically not debatable. Um, so, no, that to me, that's what plays into it. It's what State does, at least in theory, with less, even though they're getting more talented every year. It's also, in theory, what they're able to do mentally and as their program and kind of what their program expectation is and how it funnels down and different yeah. things. It, it's – it are, it, it's those things where State sort of just thinks they're going to figure it out at some point, and they have. Whereas Ole Miss, it, it's the cancer that becomes malignant because when you don't figure it out and don't figure it out and don't figure it out, it becomes a big boil that's hanging off the side of your neck. Who does State play this weekend? Uh, I have no idea. I'll be curious to see what they do this weekend. I think Sunday was big for them because I think they did figure some things out. Oh, really? Yeah. One day? Yeah, just it was interesting. Body language was really good for them on Sunday. You would never, if you just dropped somebody down onto the into that stadium and said, "Who's won these last?" You you would have never known. Oh, really? Yeah, you would not have known they'd gotten popped two nights in a row. Your SEC weekends are Vanderbilt at Auburn. Oh, it's interesting. opportunity for the Tigers there. Yeah, big spot for Vanderbilt too. Got to get off the mat a little bit. LSU at Mississippi State. Oh, it's, that's big. Missouri at Tennessee. 
Oh, Oof. God, help the Tigers. Good luck. 12-0? Probably. 12-0? Yeah. yeah, sure. Arkansas at Florida. Oh, big for big for the Gators. They're three and six. Yeah. You get popped there and you're in trouble. Alabama at Ole Miss. Georgia yeah. at South Carolina. Oh, that's interesting. That's not that's, – that's, yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Opportunity for South Carolina because they get back-to-back home weekends. They get the Rebels at home next weekend. So oh. six in a row at home for them. Coming yeah. off that bad two out of three loss in Columbia. Yeah. Other Columbia. And then Kentucky at A&M. Mm. Eh. It's interesting. It's – eh. Eh. Yeah, A&M probably gets two out of those three. Lamonis, one and eight against Arkansas. How about that? I didn't realize that. Do what now? Lamonis is now one and eight against oh. Arkansas. He was about really? an inch away from being 0 and 9. Really? Hmm. Yeah. The kid hit that rope down the first baseline in the 11th, I think, with the man on second. That mm-hmm. if it's an it's ha- if it's a half inch higher, it's a it's ball game. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. The sound off the bat was you're like, oh, that's a hit, and then it wasn't. Well, it was right at him, and the kid. Hancock made a leaping play. I mean, he caught it at the apex. The hell of a play. State, look, I I don't think they're overly good, but you are right from the standpoint of they found a way in the tournament. There's hardly anybody would go, oh, God, they're my three seed. No, they'd oh, be loose. And they, they, For whatever reason, they seem loose in the postseason. And Ole Miss yeah. always seems tight, whether they well, are I mean, or not. I don't some know. of that's they've gotten there. I mean, look, it, I, I sure. get that, look, Tim Elko and Peyton Chatagnier and those guys, they don't care what happened in 09. That's not affecting their play. But there is something to a program that is known as an expectation inside the program that they get it done or they don't. And you're trying to get over that. There is it carries a little bit. I mean, yeah. it, it just does. It just it just is what it is. So we'll talk Lane Kiffin's tweet in a second. We did it about Johnson Hill Creamery, small batch artisanal cheese made locally here in house in Oxford. It's just off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane. Charcuterie got a bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. That's cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com or six six two four one nine nine two zero one. With Easter just around the corner, they've got the carrot cake. You can. Uh, Go ahead and pre-order. That's cream cheese icing, toasted pecans. It's 8 to 12 there. You got an Easter dessert box, cheesecake cream puffs, chocolate-covered pretzels, fruit, shortbread cookies, or a, uh, a grazing box, a little more food. It's uh, It's got plenty of different options in it as uh, as well. So all those things, you can find it on their Instagram page at Johnston Hill Creamery or johnstonhillcreamery.com. And again, give them a call, 662-419-9201. Southern Traditions Farm. Summer camps are set. May the 30th is the first one through June the 4th. Then you got June the 6th through June the 10th, the uh, 12th through the 16th, and then June 20th through the 24th. There's Monday through Friday camps. They start at 8.30, wrap up each day at 2 o'clock. You can contact Susan Walt for more information, 601-278-7563. Also, if you're having like a uh, senior party or birthday party, that kind of thing. Southern Traditions Farm is doing those as well. Had a big one uh, last weekend that I saw some pictures of. So get in touch with them on uh, Instagram and Facebook and the tweeters and stuff at uh, Southern Tradition Southern Tradition Farm. And again, that number is 601-278-7563. We're also brought to you by uh, the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. You can also go to College Corner Store. Dot com. Plus, you can find them on uh, Facebook and Instagram. 
largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison. Um, it's also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team where you can get in touch with them and uh, they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about a summer trip or a uh, maybe a holiday trip, it's already April, which is hard to believe. You want to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. So get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he's going to help you come up with a trip that uh, you won't forget. Options that uh, you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA. It's uh, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, an amazing candlelit patio, frozen libations, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. Prime Shrimp has been announcing their uh, release, their four flavor. PrimeShrimp.com is where you can find it. That's garlic or butter, the most versatile offering yet, where you can just pour it over pasta, rice, veggies, serve it up with some shrimp scampi or surf and turf atop your favorite steak. The Alfredo, the uh, Signature Seasoning, and the Louisiana Crab uh, Shrimp Bowl. They have all those different options for you there. It's a money-back guarantee, as always. Code MPW gets $20 off your first order. Ten minutes from freezer to plate for restaurant-quality shrimp with promshrimp.com. Uh, go ahead. What do you got? Lane Kiffin, we tweeting? Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting tweet. It went away. It went away because someone must have said, hey, probably... probably. I... D- Okay, for he was about A and M getting a commitment. Um, a kid, a top <clears throat> elite prospect that was a twenty twenty three kid reclassified to twenty twenty two and committed to Texas A and M, adding yet another elite player to their elite class. And Lane has mentioned Texas A and M specifically about NIL. So he just tweeted an ESPN story about the kid committing to Texas A&M. I don't have his name in front of me. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, here's my question on this. Is I thought Lane had, from an NIL, A&M, college football landscape standpoint, whatever day that was, his his press conference. Yeah. The start of the spring, maybe. Yeah. That's what it, was it was the first Tuesday. Two, two thought, weeks ago today. Yeah. I thought that was... Maybe the best press conference on the topic from an honesty standpoint we've heard from a coach. Yep. Thought he was great mm-hmm. in a number of ways. I think that he's going to continue to highlight it in some different ways. I think that is smart. I think you respond to other people when they criticize you just being honest and them lying to their fan bases, frankly. Okay. At what point, though, do you have to be careful to not look like sour grapes? See, I didn't see the sour grapes. I saw it as frustration on his part it's why well, no, I, I think that's the reason but you don't understand what i'm saying yeah. you can't tweet every time a&m gets a commitment because they're not doing anything illegal no they're not well they are but they're in not. some ways you're publicizing the fact that hey kids look you can go to a&m and get paid a shit ton of money yeah there's a careful thing here in my opinion so I think what's happening, and I had this conversation with somebody yesterday a little bit, is that as the money gets bigger, and the money's getting bigger, right? As the money gets bigger, more schools are going, screw this. We're going to get into the portal. Sure. And so that's where Lane's 
kind of been making his living at Ole Miss, and now the portal's got more competition. Maybe there's a little frustration there. I think people thought that the pricing would settle down, and it hasn't. It's It's gone up. And now, l- listen, you guys would be stunned at how many kids out there think they are going to get paid to give an interview as a prospect. And it's probably because they are. I'm, I'm guessing. Now that's going to settle at some point. Well, I mean, I'm what, not, what's anybody doing? I'm like, not doing that. Yeah, what's I'm, anybody getting out of I'm it? I'm never paying a, a prospect to do an interview. Why? Huh? Legal. Well, yeah, but. I'm just saying. Yeah. You do know where we work, right? The market that, in which we work. You're you're familiar with where we are. I sign those ethical agreements every year. I assume everybody does that, right? We all follow those things. <clears throat> I sensed that was to me was not. I, I saw people go, "Oh, Lane Kiffin's the funniest. He's trolling. That's great." Not trolling. See, I didn't see trolling. I saw frustration. I saw. No matter how hard you work, if you don't have the NIL resources, this becomes just incrementally more difficult. That's what I saw. I saw frustration. Because I I think people continue to wait for the NCAA to go, hey, you can't use NIL as an inducement. And we're going to enforce it. And yet there is no enforcement of that. And everyone is using NIL as inducement. Sure. I mean, now you get into the portal and you're having to like creatively craft messaging to kids that you're in the portal that, hey, once you get here, these NIL opportunities are there for you. Like I have a, I have a question in my mailbag that I saw. I was just kind of glancing through this morning. One of them was what NIL – opportunities are there for Ole Miss players. And the truth is, I don't really know. I know the NIL deals that we've been part of. I know the details of those. I've heard details about other NIL deals, but I don't really know what all's out there. I don't think for any Ole Miss guys there's any monumental NIL deal that's been put in place yet. When I say that, I mean six figures or more. I I don't think that exists. I could be wrong. I don't know. We don't know this, and I'm, I mean, I don't know that he would answer it or not. I mean, hell, he's usually pretty honest. My hunch is that he just decided that wasn't the right punch to take yesterday and changed his mind. That there are some punches to take, and that wasn't it. That there was a negative. To, I, I, I'm trying to look, make sure that we didn't just lose our stream, but if we did, we did. I, I it says excellent conditions. Still, okay, well, it's spinning. I think we lost it. Anyway, go okay. ahead. We're this far in. Yeah. I. My hunch is, I mean, look, nobody really tells Lane Kiffin what to tweet or not tweet. Hell, they can't make him do anything. Um, I, my, that's my guess. I think he probably just decided that was not the the area to do it in. You okay or no? Uh, I had to switch. I think Spark went out again, so I had to go to okay. the other one. I think we're back. Okay. It's trying. It's attempting. It's efforting. Yeah, I, I, but to answer your question, because we're almost finished, we're on the audio portion of this. We'll, we'll people. It, it will, is what it is. People will have it. Um, I've heard that Lane thinks there's a num- that there needs to be a cap on what guys get in NIL. 
that it needs to be legislated, that it's good that guys are getting paid. Oh, 100%. But that this has become something that, this has become something that doesn't need to be the way that it is. This is this is getting out of hand. And I see both sides. I haven't. I'm it trying, saved it, by the way. Did it? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to be thoughtful about this. Like, how how do you do that? I mean, am I for a cap? I'm generally not for a cap. If someone came to me and said, hey, we're going to cap your earning potential at X, I'd say, well, what if I can make more than that? No, 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 you can't. That's it. That's all you can make. And then I go back to the – So I, 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 look, I don't – But a cap is not solving the problem. The no, inducements because, are the problem, not the total amount. Because here's the reality. If you put a cap, let's say you put $50,000, a player can make $50,000 in NIL, that's the cap, then the black market's going to continue to go. And so in, here's the bottom line. Unless the NCAA is going or, – or Congress or whoever is going to enforce these, quote, rules – in, no in a punitive yeah, way, sure. this is just this is the new landscape. And there was no cap on the black market. Some kids from one school only get so much, and then another school they get whatever. Of course, I mean, it's the same thing. Of course, nothing's actually changing. Nothing. Wait, the, the the change now is that the money's exponential. Exponential, and you see, like this, Nico Imaliva. If the you know if that report is accurate, I mean, my God, there were millions. Yeah, and I've said for a while. I think for a year now. I mean, there've been these rumblings about if Arch Manning goes to Texas, what's it worth? And the number that's been out there's been like, oh, in ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. And now that Nico Iamaliva is getting seven or eight, sure. I, I mean, I and people go, well, that money won't matter to the Mannings, or money matters to everybody. I've never met a rich person who goes, I don't want to get richer. I'm good. I'm sure that person exists, but it's rare. Most people want more. Sure. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. But I took yesterday as frustration on his part. Well, sure. Competitive can't even get in the game. Yeah, you you can't compete for those kids. Frankly, the amount of schools that can is like a handful. Well, it's what I told you. It's, yeah. it's even some of the big powers that people think of as big powers. They they are not going to be able to play at those prices. Yeah, it's the blackjack table where you just can't get in the room. Go, hey. I, I mean, I don't know that LSU can play at those at those at those tables. Florida, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So. Ginger says it was always going to get out of hand. I agree. It was. It's. I think Lane would like for it to be like professional sports, where it was a salary cap, and you know, like you don't like if you're making eighteen point six million dollars per year from the Lions, someone in the someone's not under the table giving you another two. You're making what you make. You know, you might do some endorsements or whatnot, but. That's your salary, and you've got a cap. You know the the the, the cap is one hundred and whatever million, and there's a luxury tax. And the thing is, is that this is also this is also squirrely that it's not regu- and there's no regulating board. Like you know, in the NFL, if you go over the cap, people know it. And there's a penalty. In college sports, 
There's no governing body. The NCAA doesn't do anything. It can't. They, they don't have the manpower. No, that's it's, you can hammer one program and hope everybody else behaves. That's your option. That's it. And it doesn't seem to work. And right now they're not hammering anybody. Well, they got their hands full. It's, it's, yeah. So you're going to go after, like, you know, we've launched an investigation in the Texas, Texas A&M. Okay, fine. Whatever. You're going to launch an investigation. Are you really going to come down and say, you know, how do you prove that it was used as an inducement? If the kid doesn't get any money, he doesn't get any money until he gets to campus, and that's what the smart ones are doing. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do. It's the same thing in the perfect way that they get cars and everything else to people. We go, hey, the paperwork's great. Here. <laughs> Come up. Yeah. Awesome. I, I can tell you how that's done. Yeah, yeah, sure. You find someone in the family yeah. who does actually qualify for the loan. Yeah, sure. They get the car. They gift the car to the family member. And the payments get made. Every month. And so when the NCAA comes looking, well, Uncle Jimmy bought the bought the Dodge Charger. I know. And Uncle Jimmy has known little John since he was born. Yeah. And Uncle Jimmy gave him a Dodge Charger as a graduation gift. Mm-hmm. It's not illegal. No. I mean, if it's it's perfect. If I gave my uh, niece Morgan, if I went and bought her a car, Morgan, in case you happen to be listening, I'm not, but no one would say anything. I bought my niece a car. Mm-hmm. Pre-existing relationship. It's not. Yeah. If, if she, good. if she happened to be an athlete, I've known her since she was born. Mm-hmm. So it's not, that's how it gets done. And then someone goes, well, who's making the payments? Me? Now, the part that you don't know is that I get a – someone comes once a month and hands me the, the cash, and I write the payment, but I pay the check every out of my checking account, and I just happen to get that amount of cash each month mm-hmm. from someone who might be a booster. Yeah. But from a paperwork standpoint, you – All good. It's all be. good. Yeah. Uh, last thing, we love some NFL storylines. Uh it, this is going to take Seattle to actually be competitive, which is the problem for them as they seem to be going down. But Bobby Wagner yesterday, he uh been a great player for the Seahawks for a while. He is now an L.A. Ram. And uh, reading here from the, the Twitter machine, he says he didn't pick the Rams just because they're in Seattle's division. Having said that, dot, 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 Wagner's quote, a lot of people think that if they – a lot of people think that it went into my decision being able to play the Seahawks. I don't have that much hate in my heart. I really wanted to be happy, and I wanted to be close to home and stay on the West Coast. That was important to me. But playing the Seahawks twice a year was the cherry on top. I'll make sure they see me every time we play. They'll know where I'm at, and I'll make sure I tell them. It won't be a quiet game for uh, for me. Rams and Seahawks have kind of become the new bitter rivalry over the last few years that you know you used to see out like the AFC North with the Steelers and the Ravens and stuff like that um so had a little something else a little contentious there always fun and a uh, just a packed division my god what'd you think of the Saints trade I was okay no I mean I, I know they give up more picks but it, I thought it was fine I had no real issue with that at all so they added the Red Baron at quarterback does that tell you that they're not looking for a quarterback in the first round or getting a second pick? Does it tell you that this is going to be the draft that they get a quarterback, even though that quarterback would probably operate as the third teamer out of the gate? Yeah, I think it, it's fine. I think that you're just security blanket on this season. And then, I mean, they're not they're not keeping 
Baltimore for any period of time. So, so you don't think it affects whether they do or don't take a quarterback this I year? I don't know. I think they were – look, it's not ideal, but I think they would be more than fine keeping three quarterbacks for one season and just sacrificing that roster spot and figuring it out. Because I think it's – I think they're almost – it tells me they think they can win now. So what we're yeah. going to do is, just in case James gets hurt, we got Dalton, and right, we can sure. try to manufacture this thing. Dalton's an insurance policy. Yeah, he's just there for this season in case there's an injury. Yeah. And then move on and figure it out. No, Tell, no, I, no, I don't think so. Because they have 16 now, is that right? Yeah, 16 and 19. Tells me – see, I looked at it, I went, oh, they like Malik Willis. Potentially, yeah, because you jumped ahead, yeah. You know, that they, they like Willis at 16, and they think Willis is the upside, but he's a project sure. that needs a year. And, mm-hmm. In this scenario, you could develop him for a year, mm-hmm. but boy, your window kind of closes. Or you could take those two picks and fill your, you know, fill the gaps. Yeah. So, no, it was good. I, I had no problem with it. I saw Romero was good with it. It's it's been mostly positive from from a Saints fan standpoint with them uh, them doing that. I mean, you know, draft picks are probably not as uh, beneficial as they were. I think. Things have changed a little bit with a lot of mindsets and NFL front offices. So, sure. Um, I mean, it was a joke yesterday. My brother was talking about it. He put on Twitter, the Rams opened up a can of worms by showing total disregard for first-round picks, and you can win that way. You can win that way. you got to be smart. you got to be able to spend the money. But, no, there's not there's not one path. You can do it a different way, especially to fill holes. So, all good. Uh, all right. Uh, no stream tomorrow. There will be a podcast Back normal time on Thursday for a uh, for a show. So one day hiatus for that, but you will have a show. You just won't have the stream we're doing right now. And then uh, on Thursday morning we will. So I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day again. Ole Miss, Southern Miss tonight, six o'clock from Trustmark Park in Pearl for uh, for that one. We'll have reactions to that in real time if you'd like to participate in this thread or afterward on uh, RebelGrove.com. So have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>